Everybody's got a to-do list, dropping off dry cleaning, picking up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Plus, they have the funniest TV commercials, so that's got to count for something, folks. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Well, another exciting episode of Spike's Car Radio. We're here with our friend Graham Rahal, professional race car wow. driver. It's so excited to have you here, Graham. Thank you. It's been a while, I'd right? say it's about time we made it happen. Um, it has been a while. It has been a while. And Graham, uh, not only is uh, racing for Indy, and uh, I'm guessing you'll be back here for Long Beach Grand Prix very yes, soon. Sir. Can you believe it's that time again, Zuckerman? Time flies. Long Beach Grand Prix. He's also a uh, big-time Porsche guy. Big-time Porsche guy. Well, I would guy. say, yeah. I mean, definitely, and car nut in general. So, What, what were you just doing downstairs because you got here early? I was uh, I was building a, a GT3 on my phone. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Now you understand. Well, so. you know, my, my pops, he got an allocation. And so, uh, you know, he uh, he can't seem to figure out how to spec one himself. So that's, and I, your dad, I've got to help. Your dad is Bobby Rahal, of course. He can drive a bit. He's all right. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you say, does he, he have dealerships too? We do. We have, um, well, after this year... We'll be we'll be over twenty stores, uh, but uh, wow. but Porsche is not one of them. So actually, which is kind of funny because you know <laughs> I grew up, um, you know my my grandfather was a huge, I would say just kind of a, a SCCI club racer, mm-hmm. but actually did quite well uh, in his time. But he always raced Porsches, so uh, 904, 906, wow. uh, back when nobody wanted to own those, you know, and and now we all know what they're worth, but. You know, so my dad grew up loving Porsches, and then he had Porsches, so I grew up loving Porsches. So you and I have always connected on that. Um, so wait, this allocation he's getting, this is a personal allocation yeah, for him. Yeah, it's, it's from Porsche. So I, I just, I, it, uh, we just sent it through whatever dealers of choice at the time for dad. And, uh, you know, but I got to help him spec it out. I didn't know he liked the new stuff. Does he like the new stuff, or is he only old well, stuff? Well, I mean, he's mainly old stuff, you right. know, but... Uh, he he likes the new. I mean, who who doesn't? I mean, it's good stuff. But uh, is he going to do touring package? Is he going to do? Manual I think we're going to. I think we're going to do touring manual. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. There you go. And he's uh, not. Yeah, I mean, the, the big wing and this and that. He's that's not his thing. That's so. right. That's what I was thinking. Now uh, he can't um, paint a sample either. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about paint a sample. They're not going to do it anymore because well, they just got too many orders. That was the pro- his was a paint a sample. Right. And uh, we got a call two days ago. Uh, from Porsche and said, hey, unfortunately, they've stopped selling all paint to sample after, I want to say, April. <laughs> so they're just not going to make them after that, so that's it. So then, you know, Bob's like, oh, well, because he was going to do a normal GT3, and we're going to do the paint to sample, signal yellow, classic wow. Porsche color. And the whole deal, that's that, That's Bob's color, signal yellow. I've been thinking about that all weekend because uh, Garth from Gooding was uh, was right. up at, in Malibu in with his signal yellow car. And I was just thinking, I wonder if anybody's going to build signal yellow. There you go. Yeah, and, and he can't do it. And then he got the call no. So then I said, well, we might as well switch it to a touring model and do something kind of funky. Uh, but 
<clears throat> there's only about five standard colors. Right? I know, and many. Not, so it's not an exciting color palette right no, now. No, so you end up, well, white, silver, black, you know, chalk. normal. But I mean, the, the Which colors... chalk is cool, but chalk is, everybody's doing chalk. I mean, right. literally, like, every GT3 that comes for oh. sale is chalk. Right. So, Three quarters, they said, of the regular orders. It's crazy. But the exciting colors aren't so exciting this time. Like, lava orange is a little salmon colored. It's not quite the orange we wanted. Yeah, lava's not a real RS orange or... Miami blue you know. looks great in pictures, but it really looks Mexico blue and Riviera blue. But in person, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, it's so, a weird color in person. Yeah. It does, uh, yeah, photos, it looks like, yeah, like you said, Riviera, Mexico, what people are kind of used to. And then in person, it doesn't look like look like that at all. But um, Do you know who has the best? Who knows? You know who has the best color palette right now? Subaru. Do you ever look at the new hmm. Subarus? Do you ever drive by the Subaru lot and look at the colors? They are absolutely gorgeous. Ram? I can't say I do. No, me neither. They are Subaru, not. Subaru is my check first this, car, Check though. it out when you go, you know, to your home and you get something to do. Check out the color palette that Subaru has right now. It's all non-metallic, beautiful greens and blues and taupes. I and I just look at them and I go, what, where are my Porsches in this color? You know who else has a big color palette, honestly, is... Uh, it, we're, we we own a couple of Mercedes stores, mm-hmm. and they do a lot. Yeah. yeah, okay, it's not paint to sample, quote unquote, but they do have a wide. If you go into a dealer, they have a wide variety of Designio paints that go on and on and on and on and on. So, you know, I mean, honestly, you could pretty much come up with with anything, right? Um, without being a paint to sample vehicle like 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 Porsches, but. Uh, why is it so much easier for Mercedes to do that than, than Porsche? I think it's easy for all of them to do it, it's just whether they want to or not. I think they totally screwed up. I think that they, <laughs> I think Porsche missed the trend that was happening, and they missed the that the people really wanted paint-to-sample cars that had caught on, and it's a big thing, and they weren't prepared, and they, they could prepared. have made money. And I like your thing about batching. Why didn't they batch? Right, they my do? idea, this what, is my what, idea, batch... Ten significant colors, and then just send those cars, right? Well, they did that, right? On the 2015 GT3. They GT3, did that, right, exactly. They sent ten fashion grays, ten exactly. signal greens, right. ten, yeah, ten arena right. reds. And we were but chasing then, them. But then, Yeah, but then again, that's that's what it creates. Is It's spurred. But that's it okay. It makes this market the you know the dealer's favorite term, ADM, right? Their, their, their market adjustment that they can oh. uh, you know, pretty much just... Whatever, whatever price mm-hmm. they want to on it makes that worse, right? Right, because then, you know, they they know that they've got something special, so they're just going to gouge you. However, they can possibly do that. Mm. Um, I would. Guess- I think what happened was it got so out of control, and I'm an offender. I got a paint to sample 911R. There's only 13 of those in North America, mm-hmm. so I'm one of the lucky few that got one. Well. That's what I think really set this off because you got pretty much hand chosen by actually Germany to to get one of those. And if you did, it was so valuable, mm. so much more than just a standard 911 R mm. and still is worth a lot more that everybody thought, oh, well, I need to get paint to sample on the next mm. one. And then Porsche felt I can see a lot of guys. Oh, I felt bad. They didn't get a, a, an R in that color. So now I'm going to give them paint to sample mm-hmm. on whatever it may be. But then it opened these floodgates, and like you just said, it opened floodgates to where they couldn't control the fact that now everybody's Macan, you know, GTS is a you know right, special right. color or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, it just it seemed like paint to sample, which was really what I always thought was for kind of a GT or performance car, mm-hmm. now is all over the board and everything, and they just cannot sustain it. 
But who knows? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, they stop sailed pretty much everything, even on the GT2 RS. They they've now kind of mm-hmm. limited. If you got Visoc, you can't get paint to sample. But if you want paint to sample, you can't get Visoc. Really? Unless you're lucky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Seinfeld probably got both. <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, you don't have to wear your headphones, by the way. It's, you know, it's almost better it's, that you don't because this, we'll be in the room here and hang out together. There you go. It's this trend I talked about Here's, where I, everyone needs to be special today. No one's going to buy just a standard 911 they without do, But what's wrong with that? They all want to go think, to a Cars and Coffee and everybody wants to have something. Like, see, the, the, it, we're starting to, the whole car thing is starting to mature a little bit. Right. We've been to multiple cars and coffee and we see what gets attention. And there is a, a contingent of the car world that likes that attention peacock. and wants to come in and, and give yeah. the peace yeah. sign and wave and peacock. Yep. But there is. And that you're right. And I, I think that's all right. I, I also would guess, Zuckerman, that there are some special models they're eager to make and they got to make them quickly before this new 911 comes out. Mm. Right. We've and heard. And paint to sample, doesn't that slow down the process a lot? Don't we have well, to fill up the jets and the then clean it I, out? And... I think it does. And and actually, it's interesting. Yesterday, I, I got a paint sample GT2 RS. My build is until June. And I got off the phone yesterday with uh, Philip down at Porsche. You, mm-hmm. got, you, you know Philip. And he's like, oh, we can't change your color now because they've already ordered the paint. Uh. Now, that's five months on from now. <laughs> But it's I don't like, you believe that. I, I actually, I actually, I it's actually. Not you don't. Well, there's a bucket with with Graham Rahal's name on it. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I actually believe it because I think what just, you just said is right. I think they're trying to get these things out. Yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty much just trying to stop everybody from being able to do anything else, crank these cars out, and yeah. move on to the next yeah. thing that's going to make them money. I guess. And then, I, so, so I'm a schmuck because I could never make my mind up. So now my mind is made up for me. I've got a limited well, uh, look, color choice. Well, look. in my in my case, in my car, I literally didn't spec it. My dealer put in a color as a placeholder. And what was it? Amethyst. Oh wow! And but that's which a is a, I love it. Which is a well, that's the color of my new GT3 coming. But it, it's a bold color for a GT2 RS. But it's not really what I was going to go with. But It'll again, I didn't one. even spec the thing, so it's yeah. going to show up. However, it you shows know what, up. Zuckerman? You and I started at black as the best color for that car, and I'm specking it like an RS four uh, O. Right, and I'm kind of coming back around to that. I think the so simplicity that you read of my that, mind. It, right, it's a non-metallic black. Yeah, not yeah. And, and I think that's with the, some that's red Southern be. Cal. Maybe that works, you know, because it's sunny and it's no, it's hot. yeah. You get dust and stuff around here, but like you don't get you have the rain and the, everything yeah, in the Midwest true. all right, the time, right. where black just looks awful. But a I'm ch- not a black guy, so I guess what I'm a it, bad what guy. are I mean? Chalk is obviously another with a Vysok package that looks Chocolate awesome. Too. I mean, I do like the gold wheels too. It's a, it's a mess. I and I had the GT3. I haven't even fixed the color on that. I, the clock is ticking right now, and I put in a chalk just as a placeholder. And now I don't know what to do. I'm going to sell 10 50 percent shares in my <laughs> GT2 RS. This is going to be great. I'm, it's going to be the best Ponzi scheme I've ever. Wait, had. Where does that put me? I'm in your, I'm 50 percent of that. So you're just going to send 10 halves of uh, uh, 10 parts of your half? No, you know I'm selling 10 parts of everybody's half. But <laughs> but you're going to be. I'm letting you in on the secret. I so. So you're, I see. You're on the you and inside. I clean up. You and right. I clean up. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off a piece of this. You like right. it better? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care. As long as I have one car to drive every morning, I'm fine. <laughs> I could care less what's in that garage when I open the door. How many commercials are we doing today, Will? What are we doing? What do we have to do? One break? Two breaks? All right. We'll keep going for a little while before we do our first break. I want to talk about. Um, 
the boss of your team. Now, your dad is your boss. David Letterman is another boss. And then you have Lanigan, right? It's mm-hmm. Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Yeah. And you know what you and I have in common? I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but you know I used to write for Dave back yeah, in the yeah. day. And um, a few years in, we decided to do a charity go-kart race. And uh, I pitched it to Dave, and he's like, what do you mean? He goes, we're racing? I'm like, yeah, we're going to race these go-karts. This is before he was involved in racing. He was just a car guy. And he said, yeah, of course. So we had this, like, Letterman-branded team. And on a Sunday, um, you know, just these crappy little go-karts with Briggs and Stratton motors. Yeah. And we had we were the Letterman team. And there was the, you know, the UBS team and the Xerox team. It was just whatever was in New York at the time, right? And on uh, Sunday morning, my phone rings at 9 in the morning, and it's Dave. He goes, well, what's going on with the race? And, I, and I'm like, who is this? He goes, it's Dave. I, uh I, I need to know where you guys are. You know, the, my, my biggest fear is you're going to come in fifth, and I need you guys to come in first. And he was so – they were like fu- – it was stupid. This is like a charity softball game where there are a few rounds. Hey, we're going to play softball and we're raising money. Before that, he came down to my office Wednesday and said – and by the way, just doesn't do that. He's done it twice – did it twice in five years. The first time he was avoiding Leno – <laughs> Leno was in the building, and he was hiding from him. Hey, Spike, just coming to say hi. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Am I getting fired? What is this? So you have a camera on your in your little corsage there. Is this a bit? The second time was this other one. He goes, uh, why are you still here? And I'm like, uh, well, it's 11 on a Wednesday, Dave. I'm just got to write the top tellers. Got to write monologue jokes. He goes, uh, we got a race this weekend. And... Uh, I need you to make sure that that cart's going to go a little faster than the other carts. <laughs> punching punching I said, well, I go, what do you mean? He goes, I, I don't know what I mean, but you, you ought to be talking to the speed shops down in Long Island <laughs> and finding out. And I'm like, so you're okay if I leave the office? He goes, yeah, get out of the, get, get going on this. And he, he was not joking. And, you know. I start calling speed shops, and they're like, well, there's purple gas. I'm like, what's purple gas? They're like, that's racing gas, and we can play with the springs, and there's a governor on that engine. We can pull it off. And he's like, you know, you're not winning unless you're winning, Spike, with a little wink. And (laughs) we we get to this race with this motor that I had gone through. (laughs) Some would call that cheating. Others would say you're just doing everything you can to compete, and, and we won. We won every race. And um, at the end of the race, what I did not know is there was a motor inspection. Oh, nice. (laughs) And the judges were wondering why we were going faster than everybody else because it was supposed to be like the International Race of Champions, even cars. Yeah. And they looked in the motor, a little flashlight in the gas tank, and they saw the purple, the amethyst, like glowing. And he took a look at the engine. He goes, oh, those aren't the spark plugs we started with. And we were busted. We were busted for cheating. In a charity race. I have never heard this story. This is a terrific story. And his worst fear came true. We were busted down from first place. We had won to fifth place. They literally took the trophy out of my hands. (laughs) Dave was calling every half hour for updates as we won. Every race. Every race. But, um, boy, he really cares about winning. And I'm not implying that you cheat on your team in any way. The story is about – I was so surprised – at how, about how passionate he is about racing. Well, it's interesting because with us, um, I think he, I, I mean, without a doubt, he takes it really seriously. Uh, we don't see Dave, you know, as much as we like. And, you know, he comes out, I don't know, maybe 
Well, lately, I don't know, six, seven times a year. He was to in Florida, Florida when we came out He's there. He's coming see? back St. Pete this year, I'm told. But he, so a couple years ago, every time he'd show up, we'd have some sort of bad luck. And it was crazy to me because he almost was apologetic at like, as if it was, as if it was him every single time. Like he took it so seriously that, that he felt like he was responsible, you know, for whatever yeah, yeah, was yeah. going on. But then, um, and I can't remember where it was, but he was there one day and we, and, uh, God, I can't remember if we won. I think it was maybe when we won at mid Ohio, but either way, you know, he was there. We finally broke the curse. He was extremely excited that he was able to, to, to stand there on the podium with us and stuff. So we're kind of beyond that. But, you know, the thing people don't realize, Dave, been uh, he's been involved a lot longer yeah, than people yeah. think. So the, my dad met Dave in the early 80s. And the I, dad was on. In fact, you could go look up the show. Dad's dri- driving a sleigh like Santa at Christmas. <laughs> And it just like pans to him and he's sitting there with fake reindeer in front of him in a sleigh, whatever. And after that, you know, Dave kind of mentioned to him, hey, someday I'd like to be involved, whatever. So they actually teamed up in the early 90s. Wow. Okay. But most people don't know that. No. Because he was a silent partner, really, until 2004 when they announced Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Right. So he's been a part of this for a long time he's won the indy 500 as a team owner mm. you know he's excited by this whole deal as you guys know he's from indianapolis he loves the stuff he shows up in may every single time it's a big it's a big deal for him so um you know we're we've always been excited to have him i hope you know that we can continue to see him more i know that you know it's a big thing for for he and obviously for harry his son to be a part of to come out and regina comes too but i think you know the family thing father son thing is a is a big is a big part of it but he's such a unique guy and he's so different to us yeah when he comes to the races or just me when he texts or whatever then you know than any uh, than i'd ever expect him, he, he's like you know, he's racing santa claus when he's there he's like the big beard and he's he rolling around it. waving and he's got the the kooky jerry garcia glasses always. on with the purple always. he's happier with than his I, boots yeah and cargo shorts most he's of the happier time. than i've ever seen him and it, he was with brian williams they they flew down on the jet together and they, and they were fun they were he a always, funny pair he always brings somebody cool you know <clears> brian williams came there <clears> but then at indy two years ago we had tom brokaw who Roll call. I mean, I grew up, you know, all of us, I feel like, grew oh. up. By, that was the voice that we knew. And, yeah, there you, know, you go. On the news. And mm-hmm. so it was cool to be able to sit before <clears> the Indy 500. Uh, I was trying to relax in the bus, and they were there, but it was cool to sit and just ask, kind of ask them questions, you know, but about do you feel, best interviews. But don't you feel nervous? Stuff. I mean, if I were racing for my dad and David Letterman, all right, two two people I kind of care about what they think of me, I, I it would be a lot of pressure on me. Do you, you feel know, that pressure? I, actually, the guy that I that I worry about keeping happy the most is, is Lanigan. Um, <laughs> now, Lanigan, let's paint a picture of Lanigan. Okay, well, Mike is a guy nobody's <clears throat> ever I'm guessing, heard of. But I'm guessing, you know, what he... I never met Lanigan, and and the second after I met Lanigan, I have not stopped talking about Lanigan. Well, he's such a funny character. He's always smoking a cigarette. He's walking around, and he's just he's he's fixated on the monitors. He's so just, he's a larger than life character. Yeah, he's a self made <clears throat> man 
Who? He's got a lot of money. If you <laughs> Something go into the port of Long Beach, <laughs> that's right. every single one of those cranes <clears throat> is his. That's Lanigan. Right? <laughs> he is a guy who literally, you know, I mean, self-made. And, yeah. and he owns a production company with mm-hmm. Charlie Ebersaw. He's, you know, uh, produces that show, West Texas Investors Club. And he, mm-hmm. The Prophet was originally his and on and on. He's like involved uh, in everything right. and everything. But actually, when it comes down to uh, our team, he is the guy who's responsible for all the financials. You know, he's the one that all the the sponsorship all runs through him. So, so when I negotiate for my new contracts, it's always with Mike. I never deal with my dad on anything, right? Or right. Dave, obviously, on <clears throat> anything like that. It's mm-hmm. always Mike. So Mike is the guy. You gotta, and and he's like a second father to me. Actually, I started racing for Mike. In 2006 in Formula Atlantic, before I was even racing professionally, Mike owned part of the team. Then I raced for him at Newman Haas. He bought into Newman Haas at the end of that deal, and I raced for him for a handful of years there. And then it just so happened to be that he and my dad hit it off, and he, when Newman Haas kind of folded, he bought in with my dad, and they went racing. And so... And then I joined there two years later. So it's, I, I've actually driven for Mike. Mike's probably invested more in my career than my own dad has. So he's a big, big, big part of of my life. And so he's the guy I worry about the most. Dave, <laughs> I never really hear from Dave much unless <clears throat> it's about cars <clears throat> or you or I don't know. Right, Not, right. Mean, you know. Well, we're going to get into that because you buy and sell cars too. We'll be right back with more Graham Rahal. Kimball Musk. Elon Musk's brother has just announced he's giving away his personal and fully customized Model 3 Tesla for charity. Well, that's cool. They're uh, partnered with Omaze, the online fundraising platform, and one lucky person is going to win the sixth Model 3 Tesla ever made, courtesy of Mr. Musk. It has everything from voice-activated controls, Wi-Fi, LTE connectivity, premium audio sound, LED fog lamps, long-range battery, Taxes are covered, too. Wow, that is a sweet deal. You can enter for as little as $10, and all the proceeds will benefit Big Green, Kimball's own initiative to provide healthier futures to kids through learning gardens and food literacy programs. A winner is going to be randomly selected at the end of the campaign. So, to enter, visit omaze.com backslash spike. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com backslash spike. Um... Plus, Omaze is a really great find. Check out their other experiences while you're there. They've got one with William Shatner, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and others. Don't forget to use promo code SPIKE to double your chances of winning on any of these. Wow, I'm going to do that. And rest easy knowing that even if you aren't the lucky winner, it's all for a good cause. Think about it, folks. You might be able to win Elon Musk's brother's Tesla. I'm in. Hey, humans. David Smalley here from the Dogma Debate Podcast right here on Podcast One, where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to discuss at work. Religion, politics, abortion, racism, slavery. And that's only when we open the Bible. We discuss Islam, Islamophobia. What does that even mean? We chat with vegans, animal rights activists, and even visit factory farms to see it for ourselves. I invite people from multiple backgrounds to convert me into their worldview. But as long as they're okay with being respectfully challenged, you better bring your evidence. And I never lose sight of how both the left and the right are seeming to lose their minds. 
So basically, we're solving all the world's problems right here on Dogma Debate. And you've been missing it. Download Dogma Debate on iTunes, Stitcher, or PodcastOne.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back. Spike's Car Radio. Um... You know, we touched upon it right before the break. You are uh, in down season, right? When you're not out there racing, getting in shape for the next IndyCar season, you buy and sell cars, right? You're a broker. You're a, <laughs> you're kind of a Richard Hustler. Rollins. You're a hustler. You're fast and loud, but in the nice stuff. Is that an accurate description of what you do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You I... once told me that you are addicted to the sale. I am. No, I'm <laughs> admitted. This is a I have a, thing. I have an issue. I have an issue. Good. And I I. You know, without a doubt, I love, I love that the art of of making a deal and chasing and and selling and. So how does it work with you? Are, do you have a, a site that you put stuff up on, or well, are you just buying stuff privately and then letting your friends know and selling it to them? So it used to be I just did it all, you know, privately. Mm-hmm. Now through I started a performance shop. So uh, what's out the of, name of the shop? Just Graham Ray Hall Performance, based in Indianapolis. We do a lot of stuff with Porsche. Acura <clears throat> NSX is one of our biggest areas of focus and obviously being in the midwest you know you do get a lot of cool trucks right and, right but you, you know, you're also doing exhaust for gt3s yeah i do every time one of my friends posts a gt3 yeah. on the instagram and you still haven't sold one for me yet <laughs> you're the worst texting me like you're the worst salesman sell them one had. of my mufflers they have, like, kind of other stuff to do graham but <laughs> no, i'll let them know it's easy it's well, easy you just pitch gotta get them the website and boom zuckerman has like 10 gt3s Pitch us your mufflers right now. I want to hear about them. I haven't even asked you about them. I want no, to know. So, what, so the muffler, what we do is, I mean, you guys know this, on a, on a stock GT3, you have three mufflers, two sides and a center. And the sides are the ones that have the retain the valves. So normally you don't want to remove the sides unless you think want the thing ridiculously loud. So we remove the center. So it retains the stock button, the stock valving. Um, Ours, you know, basically is is, a, is is two four inch tips. It's an X pipe design, so that uh, you know it merges the gases. And the way ours does it versus a lot of the competitors is that the two pipes actually blend together. There's no connecting pipe that goes across the back, or uh, you know, actually RSS is kind of the most similar to us, except it's a much smaller, like a two and a half inch diameter. Ours is pretty pretty big, so it gives it a deeper tone to a mm-hmm. GT3. Pretty crisp. Either way, it's it's awesome, and that's our hot seller. Change, does it change performance or just sound? No, it's this is really just a sound thing. Now we are I working like on I a like side that. muffler, a lightweight side muffler that will retain the valves, but you could do them both as a combination. It will improve the performance or remove a lot of weight. You do remove like about thirteen pounds out of the with the rear muffler, which there as you go. guys know on a Porsche, it's, yeah. The rear weight is the main is the main issue. What but, about passing California emissions? Yeah, there's no problem because you still have all the cats and you still have <clears> the <throat> big side mufflers. The center really it comes does with a gift certificate than... for the Hungarian. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we know a guy. <laughs> yeah, a guy we know. No, so it's 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 all good. That's our hottest selling piece, honestly. <clears throat> we we've sold, God, you know, we probably sell twenty, thirty of them a month. You know, so you know, for us, really, the biggest thing is getting production times. You know, cut where do you, down. Where do you make these things? Uh, they're made out east now. They were made here in Southern California, but a lot of our production and stuff were taken back to Indianapolis. And Indy, you know, with all the racing and all the cottage industry, we have the best fabricators in the world there. We really do. You know, so 
uh, a lot of the products, you know, we're, we're taking back there and making everything, um, you know, right down the street from our, from our facility. We can control it better. We know the quality is better. And, uh, and it also helps us from a cost perspective. Um, and just people a little bit more reliable in the Midwest, I feel like. So we're going, we're going with that. Sounds like a, hey, this guy sounds like a real businessman. All right. But really the question was, where do I sell cars? Yeah. 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 Forget, forget about that stuff. So now I do a lot of it through our dealerships. Originally, it was all kind of fun, and I did it myself. And in the state of Indiana, which is where my where my residence is, it's all good because you get a tax credit, new, used, whatever. Mm-hmm. So as long as I was always trading into something, I was always keeping my tax. But the, but the issue with that is like when you're doing – I mean, one year I did like 50 cars. I don't want to go to the BMV that much. And right, plus, right. At, at some point, you just have to be considered a dealer. Right. And so uh, so <laughs> now I kind of do it through the dealership. And it's become more actually fun than even a profit machine for me. Because a lot of times, I'll just let the dealership keep the profits if there is any. Because try to help. I mean, it's a family business. Try to help them out. But it's just something I've always enjoyed. In recent times, with the performance shop, with IndyCar racing, with my wife's racing... I, honestly, I, I don't do nearly as much as I used to do mm-hmm. with that stuff. So most everything I buy now is just literally to enjoy, uh, to have fun with, to drive. So that's the way it's turned. But about five, five, four or five years ago, it was a business. You know, I was right, properly right. doing this uh, to, 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 to make a living. So right, right. It was fun. Zucker, and we got to do it. We got to. I know. We're, it's we're, stupid that you and I have not started smarts. our own dealership, and we just get a space down and at the airport. And we could have been competition motors. We, we let can, that go. We can do whatever we want. Well, no, we can work I with what you guys would have one. Yeah. I know. We're, what, the we old ha- Porsches and stuff? No. I know. I know. Tampa's and Taxi, California, no. I'm well, too busy. California kills we got, yeah. we got as far as the dealership license application and the rest of it, and then we went about our merry way. We all have different businesses. I'm in entertainment. He's in law. <laughs> this Porsche thing. But you know what? We're going to do this because yeah. we're we're having so much fun buying and selling cars right now and sorting these things. It's the next logical iteration of what we're doing, right? And now we don't. Have to register stuff. Really, we get our dealer plates on stuff. We drive it. We sort it. We sell it. Oh, we man. have our fun. You pay sales tax every time you buy something. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you but do. still, you get. <laughs> what would we call our dealership? Huh? What would we call it? Morris? Damani. Damani. I think it should be really gross. <laughs> it should have a really horrible gold <laughs> logo that says Damani. Well, wait. We really could do obnoxious. your grandfather's name and my father's middle name, Morris Solomon. <laughs> Morris <laughs> Solomon used car works. <laughs> Morris Solomon would be great. Yeah. Oh, we have lots of ideas here that we can do. Let's take some questions. I, uh, I posted that you were going to be here a minute ago, and we've already got a ton of questions. A very, very uh, passionate Spikes Car Radio audience, Zuckerman. I don't know if you've met these folks out in the world. They're fantastic, and they're very engaged with what's going on, unlike you who's sitting there texting. Okay, (laughs) what are your thoughts on the new GT3 RS that were leaked online, including the green interior? Do you know what they're talking about? Yeah, this uh, this lizard green interior is kind of weird. Wait, what, what is that? Well, the color is called, the exterior color is called lizard green, but the interior's got like a lizard print. Is that the car you sent me the other day, Zuckerman? No, I don't think so. Yeah, what no. are you talking about? It's the new GT3 RS. It's coming out. They're releasing it like... It's a new color. Yeah, no, but, I know the new model's coming out. Yeah, but, but you know the launch color. Here, I'm going to pull it up. Oh, there's a launch color. You know okay. the launch color. They always do something funky. So the new launch color 
It's called Lizard Green. And there's um, a green interior. And the interior. Can, without seeing it, can I tell you what I think? It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Well, I, they, saw the, <clears throat> I saw the spy shots of the car this morning, and that looked beautiful, and it was right in there. black. That was spectacular. Yeah, here you go. Look at this. Show, show it's, it to it's, us. It's not, it's not attractive. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, that's bad. It's no. like a dotted interior. It's like a dotted lizard yeah, well, print. Centers. That's going to be a big seller in 2050, though. Yes. When you're, when... Hey, I do like when you just you look think up so? Lizard in, Green in GT3. 2050. In 2050. In 2050, right. people are going to be like, wow, that was a really cool and bold choice. Not, not, not until then. I'll stick with Hounds, too. Not yeah. Mark Frank Oweek wants your thoughts on uh, Watts, Watkins Glen not being on the 2018 Indy calendar. Didn't well, know I, you know, I mean, I'm obviously disappointed by that. I mean, I think that... that you know, Watkins is is one of the best tracks in this country, but at the end of the day, I mean, you gotta you gotta sell tickets, and I mean, you guys know this. You go to Long Beach. I mean, Long Beach gets a couple hundred thousand people. You go to Watkins Glen, you only get twenty thousand. It doesn't it doesn't work. Right. So right. Unfortunately, you know. You just, now we'll say we've had some bad luck there with weather. I mean, it's rained the last three years straight, but you know, it is what it is. You got to move on and. You know, I'm excited to go back to Portland. I've actually had more people comment that they're going to Portland than anywhere else this year, which is very surprising, Yeah, I would say. But nobody really races in the Pacific Northwest, and it's a big, big market. Uh, so I'm excited to go back there. It'll be cool. Have you ever, Zuckerman, I know you've been to Long Beach Grand Prix. I've gone down the last few years, and the indie folks give me ride-alongs, and I uh, did one with Mario Andretti, and uh, it's incredible. You should definitely. We got to have Zuckerman down. I want him to have this experience have because, you ever been? especially the Many long years ago, the long Grand, the Long Beach Grand Prix track is one of the scariest things I've ever been <laughs> on in my life. It's got these big cement barriers everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Well, Pot you got to come. Wait, down. wait, but potholes. Yeah, like, but that's and, it, and, it, and it feels like the track is this thick, and you were flying along at the speed of like what I guess a comet flies at. Like where it, every ride along I've done, every that little tandem ride where Mario and Dreddy's in the front and I'm sitting in the back, feels like a dream sequence when you go through the wormhole. And I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how you relax in that situation. I don't know how you're seeing that well, stuff. First I of mean, all, I wouldn't ride so, along with anybody. But I mean, it's impressive. That 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 you can get a car around the track that you can even pass anybody there. I mean, where do you pass somebody on that well, track? Well, there's a few spots, and I think the new Indy car. For those who haven't seen it, the new Indy car is a lot, a lot sexier. It's more sleek, and mm -hmm. it's going to be faster, so it will allow us to to pass easier than than the cars of the past. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But you know, Long Beach is a it's a historic venue. I mean, it really hasn't changed much since. The seven. He's not afraid of anything. You look, he's just not. Afraid no, of but anything. you know what's weird is like I agree. The first time you go on it, it's daunting. <laughs> but then, the first time you go into turn one in <clears throat> Indy is far more daunting. Yeah, and, yeah, right. You know, eventually you kind of get you you get used to that, and you realize that the risk reward and all that's part of the whole deal. But if you haven't been, you got to come. If it's been a while. Come on down. We'll get you a two seater ride. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to see that. Let's uh, put a GoPro on your head. And it'll be right it'll be forehead. a lot of fun. It'll be a lot in of fun because people you see me puking. <laughs> people haven't done it before. You got to just experience I, I it. I have to ask you a question. Your father, a tremendous racer. How much of this in you is genetic, and how much is nature and nurture? What is what is the percentage? Well, 
we always laugh in my family. We just every time something happens, you know, we just basically somebody will always scream out genetics because it is too. My dad and I are the same person. That simple. You know, we think the same. We talk the same. If you sit in here, he'd sound identical to me. I mean, every like, I think it's all, it, it, I think most of it is genetics. Our love for cars. I might be worse than him, but, I mean, there's no doubt that that, that is genetics. I mean, it's just a weird thing. I mean, I guess, you know, I grew up around it, for sure. Uh, I, I, I grew up, you know, my dad always had cool toys and, and, uh, you know, I, 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 that's why, you know, I have a 64 mini S when I was a little kid, my dad had a, had a, a mid sixties mini and I'd sit in the garage and, you know, pretend to shift it mm -hmm. and everything else. And I'm five, six years old. So I fell in love with that at a, at a young age, but you know, so maybe some of it is nurture, but you know, to me, I think that a lot of it is, is just, you're born. Into yeah. It. You're born, you so, love it or you don't. And your wife is a speed freak too. So if. If you two, do you have kids? No. Your kids are destined to be super champions. I hope not. I'm hoping they're going to be, you know, playing at Riviera today like all the rest of the, the PGA boys making a lot more money, a lot safer. There's no risk. No you know risk. What? <clears throat> Getting back to these drives, I was, uh, you know, I've done it before. So you're suited up, you're waiting on the track, and you, you say yes to this thing, right? And then when you get down to the track and you, you have the fire suit on, you got the, the helmet on, you start to get a little nervous, right? Well, yeah. And, now, this is just the ride-along, right? And you're standing there. The first time I went down, I went down with my wife and kids. It was so much fun. And I was I had gone around the track with Hurley Haywood. I knew what I was in for. But um, there's always an actor there and a comedian. And uh, the last time I was there, it was Topher Grace. He was there. <laughs> and he's a little white, very nervous. <laughs> and he's like, what is this going to be like? And I'm like, you know, did you eat a big breakfast? Are you, uh, are you nervous? Have you ever been on a track before? And he's like, well, well uh, no. I, well, you want to, you're going to go out first and the tires are going to be cold. So, you know, hang on. And, and they're terrified. And the experience, Zuckerman, that I want you to have is <clears throat> this is like, this is like mainlining. When you get in that car and you do that lap and you get back, you feel like you just mainlined coffee. It wakes you up in a way that no other experience has woken me up. I imagine it's what the flying squirrel suit does when you jump <laughs> off a mountain yeah, and you land safely. Pure adrenaline and you're not in control. Pure adrenaline and you'll be the most awake you've ever been in your life and happy. It's, I don't know how else to describe it. And then it. you crash. No, when is the crash? I, there's no, there was never not I a crash for not me. Now I'm talking about the adrenaline crash when later an hour later you're, you're slumped over. Nah, you should be good. All right, um, people want to know what's in your, uh, we already talked about your color. Singleton wants to know, uh, <laughs> these are all Instagram names, but why do your color, why is your color, color palette so extreme? Your 911R, your 918, why extreme colors? Well, okay, so the 918 was really what started it. And when I got the 918 and when I went to order that thing, um, Again, I just thought, okay, not that a 918 is common, but, you know, what do you do that's completely off the wall? And I was shocked at the time, and I was the, my car was the last 918 built uh, for the USA. So, so, obviously, I was one of the last guys to order the thing. And I was shocked to find out that nobody had ordered Viper Green worldwide. <clears throat> I mean, you know this, Spike, wow. but Viper Green yeah, is awesome the color. classic Porsche color. Very close to Conda Green. So, 
I immediately mm-hmm. got to do Viper Green. So I did Viper Green, did custom stitching, did you know everything else. But then right after I did that, have you my, seen that car, Zuckerman? I have not. It's a, it, it was at uh, Long Beach last time I was there. Yeah, so exceptional. So I so <clears throat> so I do this, and next thing I know. My dealer decides that he's going to order his personal GT3 oh, RS and Viper Green and basically replicate my 918. <laughs> so Dick at that move. point, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Dick. So at that point, I'm like, all right, now I got to move on. You know, now I got to. I think do- everybody listening can relate to this issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> when your dealer orders his GT3, yeah. same color as your 918. <laughs> he's a dick. Yes. Yeah. It's happened to all of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so at that point, I was like, okay, now it's time to do something different. So then I went for chartreuse on the 911R. Well, it showed up, and to be honest, it was not my favorite color right away. Uh-huh. But I actually have come to really, to really like it. But it's kind of a deeper, more, yeah, I don't know what the term is. Almost like a brownish green. I know that right, sounds right. awful, but it's like, I don't know, a different tone. So I really enjoyed that. But in the 911R of the paint to samples a lot of them were green. Now, granted, a couple of them were birch green or really bright, and mine's not. So it is one of one in the world, but it's a little bit different. So then, you know, I decided that I need to make a, a UE on the greens because I think everybody... It seems like the green has become the popular choice. So, you know, on my GT3, I went purple, and sounds like my GT2 is going to be purple by accident. Wow. <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, right now, you, you know, what... Everything that I do, every time I spec a, a Porsche in particular, I just try to do something that's a classic Porsche color. So my dad always does signal yellow. I really wanted my GT2 RS to be tangerine, which is yeah, 73. Yeah, yeah, my dad sure. is a 27 RS, 73 in tangerine. So I wanted to do go. tangerine, and now I can't I can't change it. But I try to do everything with a classic Right, tie the in. classic colors. But it's becoming hard because a lot of guys, we, we talked about how popular paint sample is. A lot of guys are doing the blues and the greens, which right. are the most well-known colors of right. the time. <clears throat> Ruby stone has become popular. Uh, mint green, popular. So it's hard to do anything that's right. different now. I mean, you could do yellows, but there's a lot of signal yellows out there. Um, if you want to be truly rebellious, just move right into the Cadillac colors. Yeah. <laughs> just paint your Porsche that color. All right, we got, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Graham Rahal. Here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin. That's right, the chin on your face to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right, TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy your more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. The Browns. The Browns. What about the Browns, you say? I say no Browns. 
I had a brown 911, the sepia brown 74 911, my very first car. So it was brown, chocolate milk brown, with a tan and black interior. Hideous car that I absolutely loved. It had 200,000 miles on it. I bought it for $6,000. It, uh, it never really broke down on me. It was a car I drove in New York. I would lend it to my friends. We'd all hop in it, four or five people sometimes, and drive <laughs> down to Tribeca and go out in it. What a car that was. And uh, I brought it out here uh, to L.A. when I got hired on Seinfeld. It was the basis for my friendship with Jerry. He saw it in the parking lot, and he said, right idea, wrong example. <laughs> Sell that piece of crap and get a 73, which I did. And uh, I missed that car. I donated that car. You know, you know that scam we do where yes. you donate it to charity and you take the deduction? I donated it to the Make-A-Wish folks and uh, made a little money on it. I think. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I saw did. actually a new GT3 in brown. Ooh. On uh, you follow that guy on Instagram? Uh, PTS. With, oh yeah, yeah, RS that's right. right. Yeah, those guys. Those guys were trying to get in touch with us. They wanted to come by and hang out with us, with like a lot of these um, our Instagram buddies do. Um, we're a huge famous. We are, and we're a huge fan of your Instagram site, sir. And uh, we look forward to meeting you. If you do want to meet us, we're usually at the Malibu Kitchen on the weekends. That's our little time to, to you know, we're we're not just out there to meet you folks. <laughs> this is our little break time to have coffee with each other and talk about cars. But feel free to come by and and say hi when we're out there and and uh make it quick make it quick take a picture <laughs> quick hello and then oh you love it zuckerman me. you absolutely love it and we do like meeting you and seeing your cool cars especially the instagram uh friends who uh I don't sometimes know, turn out to be 12 year olds well well the paint to sample guys that feed is fantastic because it gives you an opportunity to see what someone else is doing and it helps inform your decisions right absolutely it I mean, does we, we it just, does help what was the blue we were all just going over me you and jerry zuck it was Oslo, right? No, Oslo, no, gol golf, golf blue, golf blue, no. not golf blue, golf blue, G O L F. Right, yeah, right. Golf and, is is a cool, and there it's was similar to Oslo, right, right. Kind um, of a deep blue. All right, Jay Wertz seventy seven, who I think might be a friend of yours, wants to know um, if we have time. Ask Graham about his Buick Regal rental car story. Ah, oh. <laughs> okay. So I was. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was having a rough year in IndyCar. It just nothing would go right. Right. So I get this Buick Regal GS or whatever the turbocharged whatever is. And um, we're at Sonoma, last race of the year. It's been a brutal year. And I have to go do a sponsor appearance. We're staying in Napa, um, and the sponsor appearance is in Sonoma. And so those two aren't that far by the crow flies but kind of difficult to get back and forth so it tells me to go out through american canyon take the freeway but then i see this road called trinity road and it goes over the mountaintop and Great like any road. of us i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it we're gonna go for it so i i get over there and it's an unbelievable road on the way back I decided I'm going to try to break the speed record over Trinity Road. And now, wait, you're in a Buick Regal. I'm in a Buick Regal GS Turbo. Right. But and I'm where telling did you, get you something. This, this is a rental this car. This is my rental car. But, Spike, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I rediscovered my love for driving on okay. that road in a Buick Regal GS over 20 minutes. I have never had more fun thrashing a car, throwing it around. The thing was pretty darn responsive. Uh -huh. 
Uh-huh. Didn't handle too bad. Had a pretty good <laughs> little pickup. But I had literally, I got back to the hotel. I had the biggest smile on my face. My stepdad's like, what are you, what, what are you smiling about? I said, I'm telling you right now. I remember why I love driving. It just hit me. In that 20-minute drive, it hit me. Wow. And uh, I told John about this. Uh, John and I share the passion of Ducatis. Mm-hmm. And he lives in Indianapolis. Um, and so, you know, we've uh, we've connected over the years in this. And, and, uh, and John actually, he works for a big fan company, ceiling fans, called Fanimation. And so he came over to my house to install a fan one day. And he pulled up in a Buick Regal, and I was like, "I got to tell you a story about that thing. That is so much fun." So I, um, it surprised me. It sur- I know you're looking at me like I'm, like I'm not. A Buick no, I've Regal. had that experience. I mean, I, when my kids were really young, I was, uh, you know, every weekend we go out into the canyons and we drive. And when my kids were really young, there would be. I remember one one Saturday morning where my wife is like, "Look, I've got something to do," and my mother-in-law was there and two of the kids. And I'm like, oh, "I really could use a drive." And I took. I've taken all manner of vehicle out into the canyons. I remember that was a Mercedes E350, and then I did another drive with my mom. And the kids in my Prius, and I'm talking about the canyons, like Ensignal Canyon, <laughs> and it was still great because of the road, because of the temperature, the windows open, and everything well, else. And it wasn't about the car, and every car had a different challenge, but it was also just the driving, like you're saying. That's what I, you know, that's the thing. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter necessarily what car it is. You can have a riot and have a good time. That's what I love about you know driving. Right is exactly what you just said. Growing up in the Midwest, blasting down the back roads, music blaring, windows down in the summer. Those are the things that make make it fun, you know. And and so to to go do that, which you, if you haven't been over Trinity Road and you if you're listening and you you live up that way, try it. It's awesome. But either way, you know you can have so much fun. Uh, in in almost anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Heck, I drove a minivan around the Nordschleife in the Nurburgring <laughs> in the rain, and we had a blast. <laughs> so, I mean, you can really have fun in anything. It's just in that moment, it, the year had been so rough. Right. Not just the year, two years had been so rough in IndyCar that you know you realize as a guy who's made a living doing this, you you realize, man, is it is this really? Do I love this? You know, this is getting brutal. And uh-huh. and just, you know, seeing the dollars hit the bank account isn't what it's all about. It's about right, the love right. and the, the enjoyment of doing what I'm doing. And at some point it hits you like, man, this is not fun. This is not right. fun. But then you have a moment like that and you recognize, no, this is why I do it. This this love for driving and being competitive and everything else, this is what fuels me. And so in that moment, it just reinvigorated isn't the whole that thing. Isn't amazing? And um, so people think about they don't think about driving Zuckerman in the way that we've all had this experience. I think about a drive across the country with my friend who was helping move from Colorado back to Boston in college, and how that drive changed my life. I was I was taking some time off from college, and I'm just driving through the middle of nowhere somewhere in Nebraska. It's just open road and dead animals and big eagles, and he's sleeping, and it, it I'm just looking around going I. I got to go back to school. (laughs) I got to, I'm responsible for my life, not my parents. It was, you know, it was only 18 years old, but, or maybe 19, I guess at that point. 
but it really turned my life around. A drive oh. completely turned my life around. I went right it's... back to school. I started studying hard. I started getting good grades, and it changes my life. And that, that thing you're talking about when you're down, I mean, we do it every weekend, right? That's why we're out there. It, there's a point where I leave my house and I get on the PCH where suddenly I go, well, and, and everything's just fine again. It's a, you know, I'm a pretty distracted guy, and I get pretty busy and wrapped up and stuff. And my wife tells me I, I work way too much and I don't, you know, relax or spend time. But it's amazing what a really great drive right. can do for you to right. recharge your Rewired batteries. I went brain. up to Monterey a couple years ago. This is when I first got my 918. And, you know, I was going to ship the car home back to Southern California. My my wife grew up here, so we have a place out here. And so I was going to ship. And then I thought, you know what? I'm by myself, but I'm going to do this. And I'm yeah. going to just go down PCH. And I'm going to take the top off this thing. Even if it's freezing cold, I just put a jacket on. I'm going to put my phone down for six hours. And I'm just going to let loose. Uh-huh. And, well, of course, you can't let loose in the sense of speed on PCH th- <laughs> through there, right? Because there's people everywhere. And it's a dangerous road. I left at about 5.30 a.m., and I have never had a more exciting, exhilarating, you know, enjoyable time in my life. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, to get back down here and literally just feel like, it, it makes sense of why you work hard, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, everybody, you know, you, you bust your butt all week for years and however long, and you feel like you're just pounding your head against the wall. You're on the road. You're traveling. Last year, I traveled about 270 days, you know, and you just feel like, what am I doing, you know, all the time. But then you go and do something like that, and it literally just makes it all seem like, okay. I'm ready to go back and do it again. Perspective I'm... shift. And we did that, me, you, and Jerry, one year after Monterey. <clears throat> we said, let's just get in these cars I love that. It, and, I, and drive down, go. and it was fantastic. It's such a funny thing that none of us, we have to get that idea when we're up there. We're like, wait a minute, we have these cars. We only live four or five hours away. Maybe we should drive home. I did it. I've done it a bunch of times. And I, uh, uh, the one I remember is the, the year everything was on fire, and it was about 120 degrees out, and I drove my speedster home. With the heat, uh, the heat valves stuck in the on position, <laughs> <laughs> and it was still just an amazing drive. I put on the headphones and the Mark Marin, and uh, I never listened to really any podcast. I was like, "Boy, I, I kind of see what this is, and it's fun." And now here we—it's kind of the reason why we're sitting here today. I thought there's a there's a use for this stuff. <laughs> there's a use oh, for the a, podcast. Awesome. Anyway, we're out of time. I'm sorry I didn't get to all of your questions. There were a lot more, but maybe next time we're here. Graham, thanks for stopping by. When does the season start? When does the indie season start? We start up uh, in only a couple of weeks. March, wow. St. Petersburg. Grand Prix, and then we'll go off to Sebring. I'll do the twelve hour for Acura and Team Penske again, and then uh, and then we head out this way, Phoenix and Long Beach. So awesome, man! Be back out here soon. Well, we wish you the best of luck. I can't wait to see you and Dave down there again, Zuckerman. Good to have you in, my friend. Thank you, sir. We've been killing it with shows. You know, we, we're going to take a little break now recording because we just got too many of them in the basket. You'll, you'll get a new show every Wednesday, don't worry, and, and you and I will be back in the studio making more shows very soon. Catch up with Zuckerman on Instagram on uh, at the real Zuckerman. His law firm is called Carpenter, Zuckerman, and Rowley. Where do if you... you've been in an accident, or <laughs> you or one of your loved ones, call us. We'll help you. You wonder where Zuckerman gets the money for all his Porsches? It's all of the wins. <laughs> he wins in the courtroom, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm uh, 
Yes, at Spike Ferriston on Instagram. That's where I'm mostly interacting. Um, uh, Facebook, I might be done with that because of the whole Russian thing. And, and Twitter, uh, for the same reasons, the Russians. So catch up with me on Instagram. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.